0: Today is just just about God's promises, and that's that's that great song. There's nothing He won't tear down. There's no mountain He's gonna He's gonna do it because He's faithful. And uh, we'll look at uh, this. So uh, let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 21, and uh, let's kind of to lead us into 22. But 21, there was a promise that He made, and uh, He made it early on. He said, "The Lord visited Sarah as He had said, and the Lord did to Sarah." as he had promised. Remember, he said, Sarah, you're going to have a son. And he told, uh, he, he, uh, uh, he told Abraham, you're going to have a son. He thought, well, I, I have Ishmael. And he goes, no, 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 you're going to have a son. His name's going to be Isaac. And he laughed at it. And then also Sarah laughed at it. So we all know that the name Isaac means what? Laughter. And every time they see that kid, you know, they're going to go, there's the one we doubted. You know what I mean? You have people or uh, places in your life, and you go, that's where I didn't think he could do it. Or every time I see that person in church, God just says, remember, you didn't think I could change their life, but I did. Or even people come up to me uh, when I moved here, at, back here, after being gone 20 some odd years, uh, I would see people there in, the, in church, and they'd go, you can't believe I'm in church. And there was a part of me that went, No, I can't. I can't believe I thought you'd be in prison or I thought you'd be dead. But uh, uh, we just have laughed about it. But there are people that uh, uh, we're connected to, and we have to understand that God's made promises to all of us. And that is to say that uh, God's made promise of hope, even with people we don't think there's hope for. And the Lord visited Sarah, and he said, uh, I've made a promise to you. And there's a lot of promises, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. And Sarah conceived, and she bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. And it says, uh, Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore him. And they said, we're going to call him Isaac. So well, I want you to understand when, it thinks, when we think of promises, and I'm going to move very quickly make sure we we get out of time, is that when, I could, when Isaac was born, Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 100. Now, for us, we go, well, those are Bible years. Yeah, no, that's 90 and 100. How about that? That's 90 years old. That's, that's old. I mean, I hope I grow to be uh, 90 or 100. But what I'm saying is uh, your body changes, you know. Uh, I'm 55, and, and now i got these young staff around me, and there are times that I go, hey, could you just carry that upstairs because I really don't want to be sore right here tomorrow because I never climb stairs. Uh, So you have to understand that promise was made, and for those months or years that they were waiting for the promise, it happened. Okay? So in Genesis 22, he's got to remember those promises. It says this, After these things, God tested Abraham, and he said to him, Abraham, he said, here am I. And he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and you go to the land of Morah, and you offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Okay, now, come on. You know, hey, you're, you're gonna have to sacrifice your son for me. Of course, it's a beautiful picture of what Christ did for us. It's a beautiful picture of what the Father promised us. And remember, all time, every time you read Genesis, it's about the seed. That God has set up and said, out of this seed, Abraham, I am going, watch this, to birth Christ, who died for the world, who made Carpenter's way come about. You, you with me? That is way back here. And all of a sudden, he says, you're going to have to sacrifice him. I want, I, want, I want you to be obedient to me. Because the rest of the world is not obedient. I know you're sinful, Abraham. I know you struggle. I, but I want you to know you got to trust me. I promised you something. So all in the while, can you imagine hearing that and knowing now, watch this, now while he's in the midst of it, like you are now, some of you are in the midst of something, and you're going, can God see me through? Can God give me an answer? Will God give me direction? When you're in the midst of it, and here's where he is. Can you trust his promises? Can you trust that when he says, get up in the morning and you go to your job that you don't like or the bosses that you have to work with or the people that you work with that you just struggle every day to be around them? And God says, can you trust me enough to do and live by the fruits of the spirit and the ingredients of love? I will say that over and over again as long as I'm your pastor. Because you were called every morning to go to work and do your work as unto the Lord, can you trust that? And that means unto the Lord is to be faithful, is to uh, obey the authority that's, that's over you, right? As long as it's not unethical, unbiblical, immoral. If it's preference, you don't own the business. You're not the man in charge, right? You're not the woman in charge. It's just something you gotta do. So you gotta be patient, you gotta be kind, you gotta be long-suffering. That's what God says to do. And can you trust God to see you through? whatever, whatever circumstance you are in. It says Isaac, it says, take your son, your only son. He said, uh, and go there, and, which I shall tell you. And so Abraham rose early in the morning. I want you to notice very quickly. He said, okay, I'm going to do it. He rose early in the morning. He did exactly what God had, he got up to do the job. And listen, And early in the morning and saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Watch this. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes. Three stinking days. He had to walk with his son knowing what was going to happen. Three days of turmoil. Three days of wondering, okay, I, three days of this. Okay, no, God's going to make a way. It's okay. it's okay. It's good. And then in your mind, 45 minutes later, you're going, what am I about to do? I can't do this. God, what what are you doing the whole time? Three days of turmoil, three days of being faithful, three days of not stopping and saying, you're crazy, God. I'm going back because I'm not killing my son. You gave him to me and you made a promise and you can't see that promise through. Or could you, could you have me kill my son and bring him back to life? Well, we're going to walk a little bit further because now I'm starting to think a little bit positive. So in the midst of your week, in the midst of what you're going through, you have, you will struggle with your faith, with your trust on the promises of God. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. Listen, when you go through something that lasts a week or two weeks or three to five days, and you're thinking, man, nobody understands my turmoil, try walking with your son for three days knowing you're about to kill him. And try loving a God that just told you to do it. Does it sound like life today? Where we go, I don't understand this, but I'm going to love you through it, God. I'm going I'm to trust your promises. That's hard. Look, and then it says this. Uh, oh, whoa, let me go back. Could you go back for me, Barbara? I can't push it back. Just one. It says uh, on Thursday, as I saw the place far. Then Abraham said to his, I love this. He said to his young men, "Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy in." Hebrew is basically we, we will go over there and worship, and we will come again to you. Look at that. See the faith in that statement? I tell you what, guys, listen, you stay here. And all the while, he's taking wood, stand up, son. He's putting wood on his back, and he's saying, listen, me and the boy, we're going to go up to that mountain over there, and in his mind, he's saying, I don't want to do it, but we will be back. You think God's up there going, oh, you will. Or you think God's going, now that's my boy. That's my Abraham. That's not Abram speaking, Father. It's Abraham, Father of Nations. That's what I want from you, Abraham. I want your faith. I want your trust. I want you to know I promised you something. And he says, we'll be back. And he leaves. And then he has to walk up a mountain with his son. And the turmoil must have been terrible. But also with every step, he was trusting in the promises of God. Oh, man, what a beautiful picture. We'll be back. Oh, I just love that. I'm nerdy, though. I think that's a cool statement. It says, and Abraham took the wood on the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So he grabbed a a, a torch with the fire. He had the knife stuck in his side. Says, so, so they both went on on them together. And boy, this hurt. And Isaac said to his father, uh, "Hey, Dad, here I am, my son." Behold, I see the fire and I see the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both. Of the, you realize, hey, dad, where's that? Where, where is, I see the fire. I know you got your knife. I'm carrying the wood, but huh, where's the lamb? I wonder if a little bit of Abraham in his heart, because he was human, said, where is the lamb? Or did he say, you're going to have to work fast? Does it sound like what we we do? You're going to have to work fast. You're going to have to, listen, I don't know, we're getting pretty close. You ever get there? You're going to have to do something, God. Look at this. He says, uh, and when they came to the place of which God had told him, look at this, Abraham built. So now he says, Sit down, son, or help me, son. He built an altar. He laid it. He arranged it, is what that Hebrew word means. He arranged it. He arranged it in order and he bound, he bound Isaac. So he built it. He arranged it. He stayed with it. He kept on going. That's your message. Keep on doing your job, keep on living the life keep on being faithful keep on being his servant keep on working as unto the lord keep on keep on that's do your job build it arrange it take care of it that's what i've asked you to do and just trust that i'm going to be there oh here it he is and then abraham reached out his hand and he took the knife to slaughter his son but the angel of the lord called out to him from heaven and said abraham abraham and he said here Am I? And he said, "Do not lay a hand on the boy, or do anything to him. Don't touch your boy. Good job. For now, I know that you fear God. And seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me, does that sound similar? That Christ, listen, he's a sacrifice for us, and attached to that sacrifice are many promises." that he's going to be faithful to you. And I don't know what you're going through, but I guarantee a message like this, not because I'm this great orator, it's simply because when you read God's word and you hear about the promises, there's gotta be, in the people that were at the morning service and the people that are here, there's gotta be somebody in this room or some people that are struggling with hanging on to the promises that God made you. And you hold on. look, it says, uh, and Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Of course, y'all know me. I'm odd. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that ram. I mean, it just showed up. I wonder, I mean, God, he can do anything. I, I know it's weird, but I think about this ram that's looking out over the mountainside. He's by himself, and God goes, It's time. <laughs> And then he's caught in a thicket like, okay, what's going on? And says, you're my sacrifice. You're going to live out your life for my glory. It's very important. I just wonder where that ram came from and and how to, did God just stick it in there? Did he, and how did he get uh, stuck in that thicket? But God says, I will provide, right? He lifted up his eyes. He looked and behold, him was a a ram caught in the thicket by this horns. And Abraham went, he took the ram, he offered up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So now... Man, can you see this? He takes his son off. And I wonder if the eye contact with his son during that whole time was, I love you. I know this is hard. Trust me. We're going to trust God. Your eyes can say a whole lot, can't they? And then he takes him off. And his son, I'm sure he's shaking. You've got to think. Nobody's going to go, hey, we're going about to sacrifice. You jump up there, boy. I'd be going, I, I don't want to be sacrificed. I want to go play with my chariots down there I don't want to be here but he took him off And maybe the son was emotional and he got to stand with his boy and to say I was faithful and I believed in you and the boy got to see his father saying you said Jehovah would provide wow you're faithful father to a father that loves both of us. Man, what a beautiful picture of teaching your son. It says, uh, and so Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. This is a first mention. It says the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And that name, the first mention is this word. It's the first time it was mentioned, Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. It's the first time it's ever said. It said this is Jehovah-Jireh. He's the Lord that will provide, and I love the Hebrew. It can mean will provide or he'll see to it, right? Have you ever looked at your kids or had when you were a kid and they said, clean your room, and you know they meant it, and they would say, oh, your room will be clean. In other words, I'll see to it. I'll grab you by the neck, and you'll clean your room, right? Because I'll see to it. That's God. I'll see to it. I I will see to it that I'm going to provide for you in the last minute if if I need to. I will see to it that you will go to heaven with me. I will see to it that if you give me your guilt over something done in the past, I will see to it that I'll throw that guilt away. As many times as you want to pick it up, I'll still get rid of it. I will see to it. I will provide for you. I'll provide for your family. I'll provide for your finances. I'll provide for you because I am Jehovah Jireh. And when I make a promise, I'm going to keep it. We don't have that in the world today, do we? Most promises are broken. So that was the first mention. And, uh, and then Genesis 22, it says, And the angel Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, and I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars in heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies. Wow. Look at this. And in your offspring shall be all the nations of the earth. Be blessed. Why? Because you've obeyed me. And Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together. is that what he said? We'll be back. They were, and Abraham lived. Bashir, I want you to learn three things, and I'm closing. Number one, God is not rushed. Some of you are thinking, "Man, I can't, I can't." We got to move. God, God is not rushed. He doesn't procrastinate, and He's not worried about. You ever have people that you're with, and you're you're all worked up, and they're just calmly walking in, going to time. Sorry, you ever had that person? Some of you go, "Yeah, they make me mad." You need to be riled up like I need to be riled up. Listen, God's not riled up when you're riled up. He's not. He is in no rush. He will do things the way he wants to do, just like you'll do things when you want to do with your kids, and they got to get over it, right? Mama, I want to go home. We're having adult conversations, To just sit there, open up 10 more straws, but we're not leaving. Right, why? Because I'm not going to let you rush me. God's going, you're not gonna rush me. Secondly, God keeps his promises. He's faithful to his promises. Now, God's promises, this is a third thing which you learn, is that God's promises in the Bible are not universal. There are so many people that take promises out of context. So I want to go through that just very quickly, just to make sure that when you're careful, be careful. There are universal promises. These are promises for everybody. When Jesus stood and talked to all the people, he said, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. This is universal. It's for anybody. You can claim that. It says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble, I'm gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Look, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you, well, it's light. That's universal. John uh, tw- uh, 524, Tru- Truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes uh, him who sent me has eternal life. That's everybody. Anybody who does that, he does not come into judgment, but, pa- but has passed from death to life. There's universal promises and then there's personal promises. This is a personal promise. When he said to Abraham, and he brought him outside and said, look forward to heaven and number the stars, and if you're able to number them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Now, so if you're struggling with pregnancy, that's not your promise. Really? That is Abraham's promise. You can't look up at God and say, we're going to have 24 children. Even though the, you see what I'm saying? And, 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 no. And my offspring's going to be great. Uh, you don't have that promise. That's Abraham's promise. Now, here's a promise he said to Moses. Look. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt. Listen, and I promise, you can't claim that promise. I promise that I will bring you up out of, out of your affliction in Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and the bites. A land <laughs> flowing with milk and hunger. If you're ever in Egypt and you're just struggling... And you get stuck there. Don't pull out this verse. It's not for you. Don't go gather the elders, whoever they are, and go, God, you got to get me out of Egypt. This is not your promise. This was Moses' promise. We, a lot of us, we got to be careful that we don't pull things out of, out of the Bible and just say, that's for me. There are some that specifically uh, were for them and some not. And then there are uh, conditional and unconditional promises. Now, this is a conditional, remember? You go, well, you just showed it. It's a promise, but it's conditional. Whoever hears my word, and then you have to believe. There's a condition based on it. That's when people say, well, God's going to take everybody in. No. He said, you can hear about me, but that's universal. But you have to believe. That is a condition. You have to believe that Christ died for you. If you're with me, say, oh, yeah. What you understand you just can't grab everything. This is a conditional. You have to do something for it. You can't get into heaven because you're attached to a family that went to church all their lives. You have to believe. There are people who believe, I'm going to heaven because my mama prayed for me. Whew. The mama can pray as much as she wants, but she did not die for you on a cross. And I'm not putting down mamas, <laughs> but I'm saying you can't. You save your kid, children from a lot of things. He does not come into judgment, but he's passed from death. Let me go on. Because I want you to know, as God speaks to you through his promises, you'll know that he's going to speak them through the Bible. And as you're going through this struggle, whatever it is, of you trusting in the promises of God to live like he wants you to live, you're going to get these things. I want to re- keep on reminding you. The Holy Spirit's going to help you. Your experiences are going to help you. He's not going to waste that. Your relationship with others, he's going to speak to you. Be very mindful of what's around you. Remember I told you uh, at the beginning, I'm going to show you, when, when uh, Hebrews are written, written in the New Testament, Uh, the writer brought Isaac in and gave us a little insight. It says this, it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him, testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be, will continue. And Abraham reasoned, look at this, Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. So you wonder what he was going through? He was reasoning in his mind, if this really goes through, God will be faithful to his promise. It's going to be okay. And as you reason through whatever you're going through, just remember, God will see you through. He will provide for you. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, and he will see to it. But you've got to be faithful. You've got to trust in him. All right?